Good afternoon to you. It is Sunday, March 20th at uh, 3.55 p.m. If you're uh, looking for a little break, a uh, short break from some NCAA tournament action, I've got it for you here. A little bit of analysis for um, a little bit of analysis for um, the, uh, the upcoming Purdue v. Texas game tonight, 8.50 tip-off. Hopefully right around there. Uh, 8.50 tip-off, uh, Purdue will play, according to Ken Palm, the, Purdue is the 14th best team in America right now. Texas is the 15th best team in America, according to that algorithm. Um, if you're looking some some comparisons, they have one common opponent, opponent all season. They both played in Carnet Word. Um, they played them within about eight days of each other. Purdue beat them 79 to 59, I believe. Texas beat them like 78 to 33. Um, tough, <laughs> tough, tough uh, road games for for Incarnate Word, no doubt. Um, they're just overmanned every time they play in December, and um, seems to be what they what their what their mo is. But um, that's the only common opponent. Um, some other things that I think are interesting. Uh, the tallest player I think on Texas is six foot eight. Uh, if you're looking for a comparable uh, team that Purdue played, uh, Ohio State is pretty comparable. Um, they're like a good version of Ohio State. Their defense is better. I think they have some better athletes. Uh, they also have Marcus Carr uh, from Minnesota, which is which is a, a, a tough draw for Purdue and tough draw for Purdue's guards. Uh, they don't shoot the three very well. What did you say? The they shoot the three, 32.1%. Um, uh, but their defense, uh, specifically their defense up top, their guards are really, really good. Uh, they cause a lot of turnovers. Do you remember how many? Oh, about 7.7 steals. Okay, so about 7.7 steals a, uh, a game for Texas. <coughs> uh, they're going to have a hard time handling, handling Purdue's bigs. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they don't have a natural matchup to Purdue's bigs. But like Painter and Evie and... Williams have all talked about uh, when you're playing teams that are a little bit smaller, especially teams that are athletic. It's not just the one guy you have to worry about. You have to worry about how they're trying to defend. And Chris Beard is really good at getting teams ready to play defense uh, against. Uh, he's, he, he's a good defensive coach, period. If you don't know much about him, he coached uh, under Knight at Texas Tech. Um, so that's he's in the Bob Knight coaching tree. Um, so that's an interesting factoid. But. They turn the ball over no, quite. They force. They force fourteen point nine turnovers a game. Purdue turns the ball over just under that. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think. But it, that I mean, they cause a lot of turnovers, and Purdue likes to turn over the ball a lot. So that'll be comfortable for both sides. See, that's funny. That's a funny joke. Um, do you have reason to be anxious uh, for the Purdue Texas game? Sure, sure you do. Um, if you're like me, you just wanted to see them win one game, just really to get that out of their system and get past that. You probably feel a little bit better. Um, but I hate seeing uh, I hate seeing Chris Beard across the way. Painter has to eventually beat him to get over this hump. I think Chris Beard's going to have a long career. He's going to be around. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in, in the way because he's going to be at Texas for a while, I would think. Although Texas fans are weird. Uh, maybe they'd run him out of town a little bit early. So you never know. But I think you're going to have to play Chris Beard in Texas probably multiple times in the next, next decade. I just kind of feel that way. Um, and he's already played them twice in the last decade. Uh, of course, uh, losing to them at Arkansas Little Rock and then losing to them uh, to Beard uh, with Texas Tech when he was the head coach. One note about Texas Tech, remember, that, that game was uh, Purdue um, really 
was getting uh, to, used to a new life well, without Isaac Haas. Uh, with Isaac Haas, it might have gone differently. Remember, they had to rely heavily on Matty Harms. Um, that's a that's a different type of center, of course, just not as physically dominant. Purdue right now, of course, has a dominant center. Uh, Texas does not have a dominant center. Texas also has six guys that transferred in this year. So the question is, is Texas a team that is gelling now and they're playing better basketball because of their transfers like uh, Marcus Carr? Or are they just a team that never really gelled, never got all the way there? Um, I would say most teams are kind of the latter of that, where they just uh, – it's tough when you have that many mercenaries. Really, what Beard's tried to do is rebuild the team in one year, um, and that's a, that's a hard, hard assignment. The big thing you have to keep in mind, though, is that it's going to be probably a dogfight. Texas is really good at taking teams out of their comfort zone. So um, it's uh, – expect, expect a hard-fought game. Expect the game, I would say – I mean, I think it's probably going to be in the 60s, which does not favor Purdue, obviously. Purdue is not, has only won three games this year in the 60s, and I think one of those two, um, only won two games in the 60s. Uh, one of those was 69 points, too, recently. Uh, was it Michigan State or Penn State? Or maybe the second Yeah, second one. So one of the last, I mean, so Purdue's not great in the 60s is a point. So that, that 70 points is probably a magic number. If Purdue can get to 70, I think they beat Texas. If they don't, I think that could spell doom for our boiler. So, um, but this is gonna be—it's gonna be a good game. Like I said, I'd compare them to Ohio State. Ohio State is small, pretty much. They've got um, a couple bigs that are uh, not like Purdue's bigs, but they're big bodies that w that are aggressive and strong and uh, will try to muscle up. But they're not—they're not Zach Eaton. Let's be real honest. I mean, Travion Williams. Uh, is a more of an even matchup. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Eric Hunter, Hunter specifically, how well he handles the pressure. I think that's probably the biggest question for me. If Hunter continues to play as he's been playing, if Hunter plays the game that I think he's capable of playing, I think Purdue wins. I think they get to that 70 points. I think they roll on. And then they get to play uh, St. Peter's, of course, like everybody predicted. If you're anything like me, uh, your, your bracket looks horrible. Um, I had uh, – I'm stupid – because I thought Illinois would put it together. I love their guard play. I still like their guard play, and they bowed out today to Houston. They got a horrible draw having to play Houston. Houston as a five series is pretty or five seed is pretty horrible. Seems unfair. A uh, team that was that good all season to be placed at the five doesn't seem right. But Illinois was uh, they should have lost to uh, Chattanooga. So uh, what a waste though. Think about that starting five. You got Frazier, who is an absolute. He's kryptonite to Purdue. I mean, so every time Purdue played him, it was horrible uh, just because he was going to be, you know, wreaking havoc because he's so damn good. Uh, Plummer, who can bomb from about anywhere, has that quick release, a lot like Sasha's. Um, Corbello, who makes a lot of mistakes, but's a very, very talented guy. Um, Williams, who's a glue guy. Cockburn, uh, who is All-American, uh, and they bow out in the second round. And Brad Underwood, of course, has never – gone past around a 32 he's done it like five times now three different schools um uh, oklahoma state was his last stop before illinois only for a year there and before that was who uh, someplace down in texas stephen f austin stephen f austin so um but underwood man not good in the tournament so john younger's on here uh watching so is melissa hunt appreciate you guys um let's see uh john younger uh give me a hum humble brag nice timing he just got got off a run um but uh yeah, congratulations. I'm not going for a run today. Uh, sun's going to go do something. But I thought I'd, instead of, instead of uh, getting in shape, I thought I'd come talk to you guys. So I've sacrificed my own 
uh, help for you guys today in this quick cast. So you're welcome. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, today's quick cast course brought, brought to you by uh, Martin Vintage, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. Check those guys out. EatAJ's.com, MartinVintage.com, and GridironMetalworks.com, which will be up and running as soon as the tournament's over, pretty much. They're going to be, actually, before the tournament's over, they'll be back at it. So uh, that's, that's about it. Uh, Melissa Hunt says the defense uh, uh, reminds her of IU, and I think that's a, that's a good comparison, too. Um, like IU, they'll take you, they'll take you out, of the, out of your comfort a little bit. Um, they're also, like IU, another comparison, they're nine deep, I think. So that's, that's something that Purdue's going to have to contend with, and it will be difficult. So I would, as a Purdue fan, not go into the game thinking this should be uh, a cakewalk or a catwalk, as um, Wisconsin <laughs> talked about years ago. It's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, somebody misspoke. He was given a, a pep talk to the Wisconsin team, and he said, this isn't going to be no catwalk. And Frank Kaminsky said, meow. So this ain't going to be no catwalk. Uh, so it's not going to be a cakewalk or a catwalk. Anyway, uh, let's see. One more comment here. Sam Bonnet says, I'm worried that Ivy is going to get thrown off by their defense and have a bad game. Well, Sam, here's the thing. I think your, your concern is warranted just because they are going to do everything they can to make it very difficult on Ivy. And Ivy's going to be in that position that we're very uncomfortable with, which means in traffic, right, right around 14 feet, leaving his feet and not knowing exactly where he's going to go. It'll happen a couple times today. I think his decision-making is going to matter. I think the bigger, the two bigger things that I'm looking forward to, because I think Ivy will get his points because of the nature of his game. I think he will drive. I think he'll get free throws. But I think the bigger things, if you want to look for a catalyst to, to produce success and maybe even success going away, like meaning by winning by seven points or more, would be if Sasha can actually hit his threes, which which we don't have any reason to believe he is right now. Like maybe that left hand is bothering him so badly that he can't catch and release very well. And then I said Eric Hunter. Eric Hunter's ability to handle the pressure I think is going to be a big deal because I think they will meet him at half court or further out every single play and make it uh, difficult on him. NCAA tournament is really predicated on point guard play. It's a big deal. So Eric Hunter uh, has been through this over and over. Uh, he should be ready, and I think he will be ready. It's about all for you uh, today. We're at about 10 minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up. But uh, thanks for tuning in again. Hope you have a great afternoon. We're about five hours, a little under five hours, until tip-off uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, if you want to get up there from, from Indy, uh, you can still probably make it there. Yeah. Be tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Marcus Carr, of course, had his third stop. If you didn't know that, he went Pitt, Minnesota, and now Texas. Hope he finds what he's looking for. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. See you.